for God so loved what? The world. The world. The creator God. The eternal one. He loves the world. And our mission statement is to engage the world that God loves. Some people say that I tend to wrap myself in the world. Others say I tend to wear the world on my sleeve. But folks, it is not easy to carry Russia on your back. <laughs> that is heavy. Good morning, everybody. Now, it's essential that you have three things. Number one, uh, does everybody have the black and blue? Does anybody not have this? Let me see your hands. Oh, oh, you have to have this. You have to have this. Do we have extras? Not that, not that you know of. Woo! Okay. How about the cards? The welcome cards, do you have that? Okay, I think they're at the end of the aisles. Maybe um, just pass one down and give it to everybody because we're going to be referring to this. Let's begin. Oh, and you need the notes. Yes. You need the notes with the map on the back side. Everybody's got to have this. Raise your hand if you don't have this. The black and blue is in the blue folders, and we have extra blue folders. This is a colorful morning, right? Wiki, Jean, welcome to America. Wiki, you have been living in the United States for dos años? Two years. Huh? Yeah. Welcome, and Sean, you've been living in the United States for 10 years. Yes. Now, Wiki, you've been here two years. You know <clears throat> that we worship God in singing a little differently than you do in Haitia, right? You are a little louder. You are a little more vocal, right? Yeah. We are a little more boring. Let's begin this morning by reviewing our mission statement. We exist. We, sitting here this morning, the church, we exist to glorify God. Now, we all know that. We exist to glorify God by, notice the next verb, being Christ followers who, notice the next verb, make Christ followers. That's our mission statement. Two weeks ago, Reg summarized that mission statement in two words, make disciples. Now, that's our mission statement. Now, here is our vision statement. Worship the king, mature as family, engage the world. Now, what's the difference between a mission statement and a vision statement? The vision statement, worship, mature, engage. The vision statement, 
visualizes what it looks like when we're doing the mission statement. So if we are doing the mission statement, if we are glorifying God by being Christ followers who make Christ followers, what's that look like? Worship, mature, and engage. So let's dive into engage the world. This morning, I want to define and illustrate the world according to Acts chapter 1, verse 8, that Matt read. So let's begin with one, <clears throat> with the first point on your notes. The first point is, what is the world we are to engage? Well, the world we are to engage, it's not the continents. It's not the continents. For God so loved the world. God does not love continents. A continent is just a giant landmass. Now, in the United States, we number seven continents, but in Haiti, you number how many continents? Five continents. So in the United States, we have seven continents. They all begin with A, except for what continent? Europe, Europe right. So we call, we call America South, America North. But in Haiti, you call it America. So they number five, we number seven. They're just giant land masses. Uh, they're, they're helpful for geographical reference points. So when someone says Africa, you know basically where that is. Or Asia, you know basically where that is. That is not the world. We are not to engage dirt, unless you're a farmer, right? Sorry, we have a malfunction. We are, can you hear me? We are not to engage countries. A country, what is a country? A country is a geopolitical entity. The word geo is short for geography and political means there's a government. And so there are 238 geopolitical countries in the world. And from A to Z, from Afghanistan to Zimbabwe, these 238 countries of the world. So on the giant land masses called continents, you have 238 different countries, each country with a border and a political system. Now, the latest country to be born was the Republic of South Sudan on July 9th, 2011. Engage the world, not continents, not countries, but nations or people groups. Sorry. The biblical word is nations. The popular designation is people group. Now, let me give you the definition of a people group. This is very, very technical. It's very complicated. So put on your thinking caps, okay? Here it is. The definition of a people group is a group of people. <laughs> a group of people with their own language and their own culture. The Bible calls these groups nations. We refer to them today 
as people groups. Now, let me give you some examples. The First Nations that were in the Americas before exploration from Europe. You got the Choctaw. You got the Chickasaw. You got the Arapaho. You got the Navajo. You got the Sioux, the Cheyenne, the Apache. For our immediate area here, do you know what nations lived here? The Miami and, you know, a zoo is named after them. Potawatomi Zoo. So, 500 different nations, each with their language and their culture, lived in the Americas before exploration from Europe. Parents tell their children, there's no such thing as a boogeyman. There is a boogeyman. The boogie people live in Indonesia. There are 5.7 million boogie people. They're Muslims. In, in the country of Mali, in, uh, in West Africa, here's the continent of Africa, and, and here's the country of Mali in West Africa. Mali has a, a border, geopolitical, it has a government, and inside the country of Mali are two people groups, are two nations. One is called the Dagon people. The other are called the Bozos. Now, what happens if you have a cross-cultural marriage between these two groups? What do you end up with? A doggone bozo, right? <laughs> My wife and I were in Washington, D.C., and we were on our way to the Vietnam Memorial, so we were walking along the mall, and they were going to have a cultural fair, so all these different nations were putting up their booths, and there was one area where these guys were, it was in the summer, it was hot, and they, they were shirtless, and they were sweating and glistening, and they were making these mud blocks, and they had these funny little hats, and, and I, we walked by, and I, I told Jan, I said, I bet those guys are from somewhere in Africa, the continent, right? The next day, we were standing, we were across the street from the Washington Monument, and Jan said, hey, Jay, there's those guys. I said, hey, let's, let's just stay here. So they came across the street, and I approached them. I said, do any of you guys speak English? And a couple of them said, yes, uh, I speak English. I said, are you from, are you from uh, the continent of Africa? And the guy said, yes, we are from Africa. I said, what, what, what country are you from? And they said, we are from Mali. And I went, Mali? Mali, West Africa? Yes, we are from Mali, West Africa. I said, are any of you um, doggone people? He goes, no, we're all bozos. <laughs> and I turned to Jan and I said, what are the odds of meeting bozos in Washington, D.C.? And we weren't even near the Capitol building. Number two, number two, why? Why should we engage the world? Our vision statement, it says, engage the world. What is the world? Not continents, not countries, but nations and people groups. Why should we do this? Because Jesus gave his church a mission. The last words of Jesus as Matt read, before he ascended physically into heaven and sat down at the right hand of the Father on his throne of authority, 
before he ascended into heaven, Jesus gave what is called the Great Commission. It's recorded in all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then Luke recorded it in the book of Acts. Last year, remember, this is only January, so whatever is in the past, was last year, Reg put the Great Commission on your screen in the format of one long sentence. It's on your notes. Follow along. The Great Commission is Jesus sending us. That's John 20, 21. Jesus said, as the Father has sent me from heaven down to the earth, from heaven down to the earth, so I send you around the world to the nations or the people groups. And so the Great Commission is Jesus sending us into all the world to make disciples of all nations by proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you are a Christ follower, you have been commissioned. You have been given a mission. And we are to engage that world as a church and individually as members of this church as we are dispersed out during the week. Okay, that's the what and the why. Now we ask how. How do we engage the world? In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Luke divides the world into four, uh, four entities or four realms or four targets or four goals. How does this relate to you? This morning, as we conclude this service and you get in your cars and you drive into this coming week, you have four worlds, each one of you. You have your Jerusalem, you have your Judea, you have your Samaria, and you have your ends of the earth. So take your notes and look on the back side where the maps are. Notice that there are four hours. Our Jerusalem, our Judea, our Samaria, and our ends of the earth. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And it's interesting that these four hours is the geographical sequence in the book of Acts. Jerusalem is found in Genesis, or Acts chapter 1, verses one, uh, chapter 1 through 7. Judea is chapter 8 through 12. And then the ends of the earth is the remainder of the book of Acts, concluding in chapter 28. And in a sense, we're in Acts chapter 29. Now, be below the four hours are the twos. The two us's and the two them's. So look at it. Our Jerusalem, local us. Our Judea, distant us, two us's. Our Samaria, local them. Not an us, local them. And then our ends of the earth, distant them. So we have two us's and we have two them's. And this is the world that we are to engage. And so what I want to do this morning is I want to unpack each of those four hours in terms of definition, illustration, 
and then projection of what we're asking God to do this coming year in 2022. So let's begin with our Jerusalem. First of all, what is Jerusalem? How do you define Jerusalem? On your notes, Jerusalem is, are those people that are geographically near and culturally near. So, so what does that mean? It, it means the people who are around you who are of your culture. They speak English and they are of the American culture. Now, let me, let me illustrate this. Your Jerusalem is where you live. Your Jerusalem is where you wake up. If you live in Warsaw, your Jerusalem is Warsaw. If you live in Leesburg, your Jerusalem is Leesburg. Now, let's talk about projection into 2022. Do you have your black and white piece of paper there? I've got to find mine. Look at goals number 18 through 22. Um, what I'd like to do is I, I want you to zero in on the word community. For example, look at goal number 18 under Engage Our World. Every man, woman, and child planting gospel seeds in their, what's the word? Community. Number 19, pass out 2,000 community grace invitation cards in, what's the word? Community. Look at number 20, partner with other churches and parachurch organizations four times for, what's the word? Community outreach. Number 21, give financial help with gospel to 15 community requests through the community care team or fund. And then number 22, give service help with gospel to 15 community requests through small groups, men's ministry, deacons, etc. Now, look at number 19. It says, pass out 2,000 community grace invitation cards. That's what this is. This is that's, you now have this. We're asking God to mobilize the Holy Spirit to move us to pass out 2,000 of these cards this coming year. Wow. Can you say Wow. Say it. Wow. Big wow. What does community mean in Numbers 18 through 22? It's our Jerusalem. It's where, it's our Warsaw. It's where our church is located. If you are shopping in Fort Wayne, it wouldn't be practical to hand out a community card to come and worship at a church in Warsaw. That, it, that Fort Wayne's distant from the church. So Jerusalem is where we live. Does that make sense? All right. Let's go to Judea. On your map, Judea is defined as geographically distant, but still culturally near. In other words, if you go up to Goshen in Elkhart County or you go to Fort Wayne in Allen County, if you, if you walk into a grocery store, you're, you are distant away from 
Warsaw, but you are still uh, among the us's. Because when you walk into that grocery store, you can read all the signs. They're all in English. You know the rules. You know what, you know what to do with a shopping cart. And basically, you know where the products are throughout the store. That is Judea. If Jerusalem is a city and Judea is a region, then the application of that for us is our Jerusalem is Warsaw or wherever you live. And our Judea would be like Kosciuszko County. But whether you're in Warsaw or Goshen or Fort Wayne, you're still among the us's. And that would be the English language and the same American culture. Now, do we have projections for uh, a Judean ministry? Not really, because our goals are for our Jerusalem goals right here in Warsaw and our immediate community. In fact, half of our goals, Engage the World goals, are for our community, our Jerusalem. Okay, let's uh, hit the pause button and summarize. There are two us's and there are two them's. An us means same language, same culture. Them means different language, different culture. So let's go on to Samaria. What is the definition of a Samaria? Look on your notes. The Samaritans, or Samaria, in application for us, are people who are geographically near, but culturally distant. In other words, it's people who have moved into our city from outside the United States, and they speak a different language, and they have a different culture. So let me give you an illustration of this. Warsaw Community Schools, K through 12, 28 different languages are spoken in the homes of K through 12. 28 different languages are represented here in Warsaw, Warsaw Community Schools. Yes, that is an example of, this, of a Samaria ministry. On your notes, up here at the top, in these boxes, let's have a shout out. What other languages or cultural groups are in our community? What are other examples of Samaria or in our community? Anybody? Spanish. Hispanic, yes. I'm sorry? Did you say Amish? Yes. They are culturally different. People from India are here. Yes. How many of you ladies have ever been to a nail salon? Let me see your hands. You know where you were? Vietnam. Vietnam. From coast to coast, the Vietnamese are the nail salon people. They've got the whole industry nailed down. Forty percent, 40 to 50 percent of our mid-level hotels in the United States are owned and operated by a people group, a nation from India called the Gujarati people. 
Two of our hotels here in Warsaw are owned and operated by the Gujarati people. Do you know how many Gujarati believers there are in the world? About zero. And we have them living right here in our community. These are examples of a Samaria ministry. They're, they're geographically close, but they are culturally and linguistically different. The sushi makers at Martin's are from the country of Burma, and they are of the Burmese people group or the Burmese nation. The sushi makers at Kroger's are also from the country of Burma, but they're not Burmese. They are the Mon people, M-O-N. Same, same continent, Asia, same country, same geopolitical country, Burma, but two different people groups, Martins, Burmese, Kroger's, the Mon people. And that is a, an example of the Sumerian ministry in terms of application with us. Projection into 2022 on your black and white notes. Look at number 25. Develop a plan for ENL. Not ESL. ESL means English is a what? Yeah, see, many, many people coming to the United States speak more than one language. In fact, Wiki, how many languages do you speak? He speaks four languages. And so if he took a class to learn English, it wouldn't be English as a second language. It would be English as a new language. And so we're asking God that in 2022, he would help us formulate a plan to begin to teach English here in our church facility. Let me give you an example of this. Washington School, literally across the street, perhaps 25% of the student body, K through 12 at Washington, are Hispanic. Do you know what that means? That in those homes, they have mothers and fathers who don't speak English very good. Well, <laughs> what a blessing. What a blessing we could be by inviting the nations, the people groups, to come into our church building. What a way to bless them by helping them learn English by helping them to bridge into a new American culture, by helping them mainstream into our culture, by learning English. Wow. Say that. Wow. There's so many ways that we can be a blessing in our Samaria ministry. Let's go to the ends of the earth. What is the definition of the ends of the earth? those who are geographically and culturally distant. This is where we usually use the word missionary and missions. Usually, ends of the earth ministry means you get in an airplane and you have to fly to that continent, to that country, and to that people group. 40 years ago, the Spirit of God moved in our church and called out from this congregation a lot of missionaries 40 years ago. 
Dave and Sue Giles to Argentina. Steve and Wilma Bailey to Argentina. Mark and Joy Sims to France as examples. But you know how old they are now? They're at retirement age. And in 2022, we're asking God if he would raise up a, a new generation of missionaries. It's going to come from our young people. You know where our young people are right now? They're at a youth retreat. We need to pray that the Spirit of God would come in to our church and, and move in the hearts of our young people to open their eyes of their hearts to the world. And perhaps God would send out teammates to the ends of the world. Look at number 23 on your goal sheet. Identify two new potential long-term missionaries. Look at number 24. Develop Fulani People Group Adoption Plan by the end of 2022. Who are the Fulani? The Fulani live on the continent of Africa, and here, here are, here's the Fulani people. They are herdsmen. They're, they are cattle, cattle people, and so they migrate based upon grass around Central Africa. In the Central African Republic, or the CAR right here, there are 214,000 Fulani. The Fulani are Muslim, but they're not only an unreached people group, they are an untouched people group. The Fulani are on nobody's radar. They're a tough people, tough people, because they're nomadic. They don't stay in one place. They don't have permanent homes. They move. And so, so, so God has placed in Pastor Reg's heart a desire for our church to take on not only this unreached people group, but this unengaged people group, the Fulani, and say, those are our people, and we're going to engage them. We're going to adopt them. Let's conclude on your notes at the bottom. Now what? Now what? Number one, stay tuned. Stay tuned. I was born and raised in Southern California. I was born and raised with Disneyland. Disneyland opened when I was 10 years old. And those of us born and raised in Southern California, we developed a colloquialism in our language. And we, it, we would describe something as an e-ticket ride. And this is what it meant. For decades, Disneyland had a ticket book, A through E. The, the A rides were like the merry-go-round, you know. But the e-ticket ride had zip. <laughs> Man, it was awesome. And we just took that concept into our, into our native language in Southern California. And if we were describing something that it was really awesome, really cool, a lot of zip. We would say, man, it was, it was an e-ticket experience. Jan and I say this about our marriage. Our marriage has been an e-ticket ride around this world. 2022. Could God give our church an e-ticket ride 
in terms of engaging the world. Engaging the world across the street in Washington. Engaging the sushi makers. Engaging the Thai in the restaurant. Engaging the people from India in Bami's restaurant. Engaging the Gujarati people in the hotels that are in our community. How about mobilizing our high school students? If there are 28 different languages spoken in the homes of students K through 12, that means our young people, K through 12, they've got an international mission field right in their classroom. Asking God to raise up a new generation of missionaries. Targeting our ethnic restaurants in our community as mission fields. Teaching English, blessing people, learning how to begin to speak English. 2022 could be an e-ticket ride. One more thing at the bottom of your notes. Sign up. What we're asking God to do is to raise up a mobilization team. This is different than the Mission Commission. The Mission Commission has a very powerful and strategic ministry to care for the missionaries that you've sent out. I was on support staff for 22 years. I know what missionary care means. It means a lot. But a mobilization team is different. A mobilization team looks at Warsaw Community Grace Brethren Church with the goal of working towards the total mobilization of every student, every man, and every woman in this church. All of you sitting here, the mobilization team sees you and is working towards the goal of mobilizing all of us to our Jerusalem, to our Judea, to our Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Mobilization team. If you are interested in being a part of that team, let Reg know. Okay? Let me conclude with this. Any questions? Any questions that you might have? Anything hot? Anything confusing? Any questions? All right, let's pray. And you shall receive power. And you shall receive power. What is the power? The power of creation. The power of resurrection. That same power that spoke creation into existence with one, one, one sentence commands the, the power that raised the dead, lifeless, three-day dead body of Jesus back to life. And you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost. Oh God, we ask that you would blow yourself in here, manifest yourself, pour yourself out, Lord, into our own hearts individually and into us collectively as a church. And Lord, may 2022 be a spiritual e-ticket ride. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. And all God's people said, amen. amen.